Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is Molly Nauer. Molly is a registered dietitian with her master's degree in clinical nutrition from NYU. She is the co-founder of the Motherhood Method app, offering trimester-specific workouts and recipes for prenatal and postpartum women. She also works as a nutrition consultant for several brands in the food, wellness, and beauty space. She has a three-year-old daughter, Maxie, and a one-year-old son, Levi. Molly feels passionately about empowering women to feel their best through pregnancy and motherhood. She also helps mothers navigate introducing solids to their babies and through picky eater struggles with toddlers. In this episode, Molly and I discuss all things motherhood, including how to nourish your body while pregnant and during postpartum, which we all know can be very challenging, and ways you can move your body safely during those times while still feeling challenged and like you got in a great workout. Molly shares so many personal tips that have helped her through motherhood and also the realness that there are certain things you may not enjoy, like breastfeeding, and the reassurance that that's okay. Let's tune in. Molly, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to see you again. And we were just saying to get to connect with some more Nutritious Life Studio fam. Um, Carrie Glassman really does just breed and attract so many fabulous people. And I can't wait to learn and talk more about the motherhood method, your new app, um, and what led you there too. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. And I 100% agree. I feel like no matter how many years go by, you can always reach out to anybody in the whole Nutritious Life family and everyone's just willing to help and connect. So it's been amazing. Yeah, it's so special. Um, so we'd love to start off with all of our guests just telling a little bit more about their journey. And I'd love for you to talk you know, a little bit more about your journey though with the motherhood method and how you came to start it. Absolutely. So background, I'm a dietitian and I started off in private practice. So I've been doing that for a number of years and I am also a mother of two. So I have a three and a half year old and a one-year-old and the motherhood method actually came about very organically, which I love. You know, I was getting to a place where I was slowing down my private practice and I just felt like, while not all my clients were for weight loss, it was, it was a majority and that was not ever it came to a point where it was no longer my passion to just do primarily weight loss. I wanted to use my background and my knowledge in a way that felt more about nourishment. And, you know, I was doing a lot more recipe content and working with different brands. And I, so I was kind of trying in my head to figure out like, where am I going to put my passion? Where, where can I focus this? I had had Maxi already. And when I was pregnant with Levi, it was the middle of COVID and Lindsay, my partner who does all the Pilates, she reached out to me on Instagram and she said, Hey, I'm prenatal certified. I, do you want to do a zoom training together? And I was like, yes, please. Because there's no workout classes. I love to work out. I, I, you know, I really like going to classes and getting out of the house and doing that. So during COVID that was tough. And so I was like, absolutely, let's do it. And I loved it. I found it to be actually challenging. I was sweating and I felt like, you know, it was a real workout. Unlike a lot of the prenatal workouts that are sort of just like stretching basically. (laughs) And I just found it really challenging. I got energized from it. I knew that she was certified and knew what she was doing. So I felt completely safe in her hands and we were working out together. And then after, you know, when we were allowed to actually meet in person, we continued to work out together. This was after I had Levi and I 
you know, I really wanted to help get my core back together and feel strong again. And it's almost, a, you know, you're not allowed to work out for six weeks and then you get, start getting back into it. It's like, where do you start? You want to real, really feel safe. And I knew I was safe in her hands. So we just continued to chat and work out together. And she kind of was like, Hey, I have this idea, you know, I've got this prenatal workout down and you've got the nutrition. So we came up with the motherhood method, which for everyone that doesn't know, it's a website and app. It offers trimester specific workouts and recipes. So it leads you from the minute in your trimester one through postpartum. And there's tons of recipes, breakfast, lunch, snack, dinners that all highlight, you know, why they're important for that specific time in your pregnancy, what it's doing for you, what it's doing for your baby. And all the workouts are focused on what's safe during that period. So it's just meant to really support and empower and strengthen women during their pregnancy journey. I love it. And I love, like how you said, Molly, it just happened so organically and naturally And this. I mean, this is when I talk to moms, this is what they want to, you know, I know like most people, and I would say a lot of women who are pregnant are really like, what should I eat? What am I supposed to eat? Even if they've, you know, read X, Y, and Z book, it's still hard to then put it into play versus saying like, here's a recipe that you can make. This is why it's going to be good for you and good for your baby. Just Mm -hmm. go right. It's like, you don't have to do all those steps in your head of like, okay, I read this. Like now I have to put it together. Choline. Okay. That's enough. You know, like it's, it's too many steps for people that are already busy. And that's why I was, and have pregnancy brain. (laughs) Yeah. Like, or, and maybe have other kids, you know, it's like, you know, I want to educate people and I love to educate people, but a lot of even in my private practice, effort was like, I don't like, I want to know kind of, but I also just want you to tell me what to do. (laughs) I'm happy to do that. I love to cook, but I also just like everyone else in COVID was burned out. I wanted things to be easy, not a thousand ingredients, you know, keeping it simple that you can feel confident cooking in the kitchen that you're feeding yourself. And also what I love about this stage is that it's kind of that one time where you're really focused on nourishment. It's not really about weight. You know, I know it's hard for changing bodies and accepting that and everyone has their own journey, but it's the special time where you're really focused on like, how can I best nourish myself and my baby. And that's, you know, why I love nutrition. So it's kind of totally what I love. We always try and say like when you're pregnant or I try to talk to clients about, you know, cause some women have like the fear of each time they're going to the doctors getting on the scale and what it's going to say. And I try to tell them like, the number going up is a good thing. That means you're nourishing your baby. When we're concerned is when the number's not going up or it's going down at times, right? Sometimes in that first trimester, you can lose weight just from being sick. So many other things, but you should be proud of that number going up because you're just nourishing your body. And that means your, your baby's growing, right? It's growing and hopefully it's healthy. Um, but speaking of like, right. Like on that, how amazing your body is in that, like it grows and grows and grows. And you might be like, Oh my God, this number is so high, but then mm-hmm. you have the baby and it, you know, quickly kind of starts to go back to normal. And, and everyone obviously has different pace, but I think just focusing on like, wow, the fact that my body can actually do this is pretty incredible. Oh, the whole process is so amazing. And like, speaking of these helpful tools, what would you say, Molly, out of when you just look at the app as a whole, what would you say are some of the most valuable tools that the motherhood method provides, whether it's right soon to be moms, new moms, or just moms in general? 
I think what all moms want and need is convenience and everything in one place, right? So it's yeah. logging onto our app and it's organized for you. So you you go on and say, I'm in trimester two. You go right into trimester two. You're offered breakfast, lunch, snack, dinners, all like clean, easy to read, clear. You have your workouts that you know are safe. I think it's just that convenience and knowing like, hey, I'm doing the, I'm giving my best for this pregnancy, right? Like it's that peace yeah. of mind and empowerment of like, wow, I have these resources at my fingertips, literally. And it's all in one place. I don't have to start Googling. And, you know, even when you start that Google spiral, it's like, is that the resource I trust? Or is this the resource I trust? Because there's so many different points of view. And so we're just, you know, we are no way, shape or form trying to say, this is the only thing you should eat or the only workout you should do. Yeah. But knowing that you have, this, that, you know, is safe, that, you know, is, is good for you, for your baby. And you could switch it out. You can use it for breakfast and go out for lunch. You know, it's like not something you have to prescribe to entirely. It's just kind of a support system. And we yeah. are excited because, you know, we're focused on pregnancy and postpartum right now, but we soon want to add a whole section for people trying to conceive and how to eat for your cycle and for ovulation. And then on the other end, like where the phase we're in is like, okay, now I've got this baby and how to introduce salads and how to do with my picky eater toddler like I have. So it's, we want to really be there for the entire journey of before you conceive through when your kids are growing up and starting to feed them. And, you know, what I'm passionate about is trying to create good behaviors and a good relationship with food from the start. So, you know, really talking to women and about how just to in, implement a healthy relationship with food and, and how to get kids kind of excited, even if they're, pick, I have a picky eater, but, you know, I get her into the kitchen. She likes to sort of learn about the food and cook and what, whether she's eating plain pasta and chicken nuggets, which she is, <laughs> she's still curious, you know what I mean? And I, that's what gives me hope that like, we're, we're still doing the right thing here. Yeah. She has that exposure, which is great, yeah. but yeah. no, it's, it's what every, every mom and it, every soon to be mom, or even if you're trying to see everyone goes through it, right? Like they go through all these stages and it is much easier if you can just go to one place oh. versus, you know, going to YouTube and there's 5 million different workout videos. And like okay. you said, mine, maybe you ch- and this, yeah. that, you know, there's a lot of information. And- Totally. And maybe you choose a workout, but then you realize during it, you're like, I want it to be more challenged. So I think it's a testament too, in terms of the exercise and fitness aspect that you went through it and you did it, not knowing that this app was going to come from it. You actually really just genuinely enjoyed the workouts felt challenged because that definitely is like you said, that can be tough sometimes to find workouts that are still challenging, but are still focused on your pelvic floor, all the things you need, um, which can also help you come labor time. Totally. But that's a big part of it too, that you actually went through it and just naturally loved it. I've tried, you know, I've tried everything. I also live in New York city where like, I have the luxury of the like the studio that's focused on prenatal, but you know, my hope is that I can reach a lot of women who don't have as many options. And like, this is something we can do at home. We, again, like I said, we hope to add even workouts that we can, that you can do with your baby and, you know, like things that are just easy and make can make you feel strong and like yourself. And that, you know, there's just, there's so many hormones and changing things and things that are out of your control. And I think feeling like you're taking care of yourself just gives people a really a sense of calm and, and support. It's a time, especially in that first pregnancy, I think like you get like as at least for me, my second pregnancy is much calmer, but like so much anxiety and unknown and questions. And I think just being like, okay, I'm doing the best I can. I have this and I can do it. 
And I think that just kind of eases some of the anxiety. No, a hundred percent. I'm curious, Molly, when you are curating recipes for the app um, or right, like putting in snacks, things like that, what are the types of things nutrition wise that people should be focusing on when they're pregnant and postpartum? And how does it, if it differs, how does it differ? Yeah. So the first thing is whether you're pregnant or not, I try to make each meal and snack balanced. So we want to keep our blood sugar stable. So we want to make sure there's protein, there's fiber, there's healthy fats. So that's the first thing I do that pregnant, not pregnant. Then we go and, you know, I I focus on the certain nutrients, vitamins, minerals that you need in each trimester. So, you know, a lot of the, we focus on choline and we focus on folate and how to get your calcium. So, you know, each recipe has actually a little box that says like highlights the nutrients that we're we're focused on in that recipe. So obviously every recipe has tons of nutrients because there's a lot of different ingredients and foods, but, you know, for example, we'll say, you know, the eggs in here are providing the the choline, which is important for the baby's brain development art. You know, here is calcium because your baby actually leaches the calcium from your bones. You have to make sure that you're getting enough calcium. Um, you know, getting vitamins K, E, C, making sure you're getting enough vitamin A, which is important for, you know, beta carotene from sweet potatoes. So I could go on and on, but we do highlight in each recipe sort of what you're getting and why. That's nice. Cause then it's like the education piece of it too, you know, just so they can read it. And do you have like, when you're postpartum, can you say if you're breastfeeding or not breastfeeding, like, will it change, um, what recipes? We actually thought of that. We were unable to do that with this app, but we do say in each thing, like if you're breastfeeding, this is why this is important. And honestly, postpartum when you're breast, when you are breastfeeding, you do need extra calories. Um, you do need more water. And we actually, in our intro video, sort of explain like the differences for each two for if you're breastfeeding or not, but it's sort of the same. I mean, what, what you're doing when you're breastfeeding, even if you're not, it's healthy grains, healthy fats, you know, the things that are producing more milk are actually just healthy foods in general. You're probably just eating a little bit more because you're actually going to feel way hungrier because you're breastfeeding. Totally. One thing, I don't know, Molly, if you've noticed it in your private practice too, but I've noticed with a lot of postpartum moms was, so let's say like pre-pregnancy, they were eating a low carb diet. Mm -hmm. Then when they were pregnant, they were looser with it. And then they're like, okay, I had the baby. I got to get back on my low carb diet. Not realizing too, when you take in less carbs, it's also harder to stay hydrated. So if you're breastfeeding on top of it and it helps with your energy levels, you can feel completely depleted, which also, right. Like doesn't help with our postpartum anxiety, lots of other things. Um, so that's one thing I feel like I'm always constantly saying, to women who are breastfeeding or even not breastfeeding postpartum is like, you need to make sure you're getting your carbohydrates in, try to choose whole food carbohydrates, but making sure I just see so many women going back to me like, okay, baby's out. I got to go back to that low carb diet. That's the only way I'm going to get, you know, my right quote unquote body back. And it actually can do way more harm um, than good. The low carb diet postpartum is not the time. No, not the time. you need those grains, you need those root vegetables and you, you need healthy fats. And, you know, I, I get it. You know, you have this baby and there's so much societal pressure to like bounce back, back, as everyone says, but no, if you're, especially if you're trying to breastfeed and forget it, like you need those healthy grains, you need those healthy fats. You need to be drinking tons of water. Um, 
And it's, yeah, you, you're going to be, I, it's so funny. Like I was so hungry the entire time I was breastfeeding, Me too. you know, I was lucky I was losing weight. And naturally, you know, everyone does like pretty quickly when you're breastfeeding, not everyone, but you know, your body's burning a lot of calories, but I just remember feeling like I couldn't eat enough. Like I was just constantly hungry, almost that feeling like you think you're going to feel when you're pregnant, like times a hundred. I just was like yep. at all times of day. So I literally wouldn't leave the house without like nuts in a bag or a snack or crack, like something on me at all times. So I think I wish people were just easier on themselves that first few months. I get it, but no, it's definitely not the time for a low carb diet at all. Oh, a hundred percent. Also, hormones like with mm-hmm. the hormones are helping balance. Sorry, the carbs are helping balance your hormones, and I especially had you know your hormones are on a crazy, <laughs> crazy for those first few weeks. So I think you know just making sure like if anything else, you're eating carbs for your hormone balance. Yeah. Did you find? Well, I'm curious. Like even having my son, I will say the first at least the first month, maybe a little bit after. I mean, I feel fortunate that like my husband can cook. He knows how to cook, but like there were times like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to eat lunch. Like I need to figure out lunch. I need to like, and it was just trying to put things together. Like, of course you had a few things that people brought over and you're like eating out of that from the freezer for days, but is there anything or anything you guys are thinking of just to help new moms with like those first couple of weeks of having stuff prepped and ready to go. So we actually, in our third trimester, we give a bunch of like freezer friendly, large recipes. The last thing you're going to want to be doing in those first few weeks is cooking for yourself. I also think there's no better, like everyone wants to help, right? All your friends and family want to help you. I think the best thing you can ask for is, can you either (laughs) cook for me, bring something over, or maybe this is a time for some sort of like meal delivery service that they have. Yeah. Um, but also just quick, easy meals. Like I lived on avocado toast. Like that for me oh, was yeah. easily put together and it was satisfying. Mm-hmm. It gave me the carbs, it gave me the healthy fats. I think I ate that three or four times a week in, in the beginning there. Oatmeal was another one. Like I yeah. just, things that are quick. And also like you're not meal prepping, but if you can even get like a prepared you know, roast chicken or some sort of protein that you can just easily kind of put together with and a big batch of roast vegetables, you know, that's something you can easily put together. But because otherwise you, like I said, you'll feel famished and you don't want to be reaching. And there's no time. There's no time. And you don't want to be reaching for things that don't make you feel good. Like, no, I always say that you have to make your roast vegetables, your protein, your healthy snacks as easy and convenient as opening a bag of chips. So like everything needs to be prepped, stopped, like, I think it, and again, if you have family members or someone that can help you with this to just take it off your plate, that's like the number one thing I would think of in my third trimester, yeah. getting that in order. And tell them what you want. Exactly. Like, don't just let them that's make a- something. And then if you don't yeah. like it or yeah, or give them a recipe from the app, but on the app and screenshot and be like, here, you can make this <laughs> because I find that's with so many people too. They're like, oh, they dropped this off. But like, I don't even eat that or I don't like yeah. it. And then you feel worse because there's all this food that, that you could you don't be want. eating. But yeah, I like, I like Mona, how you said it has to be as easy as opening a bag of chips because I can't tell you how many meals I had that were a chomps beef stick. (laughs) (laughs) That was my meal. I was like, well, this is what we're having right now because I have no time because, you know, they say they eat every two to three hours, but then they take an hour to eat and then you have to burp them. And so, and then it's like, oh, it's time to eat again. Right. And it has to almost be something like, I remember sitting like breastfeeding, like eating at the same time and thinking like, oh "Oh, yeah. 
drop the food on baby's head. Like, oh yeah, that's why I'm like chomps beef stick. This is perfect. No crumbs. No crumbs. You're gonna eat it. Yeah, I think it just has to be easy. And that's like I said, use your support system. That's a great way to use that. No, a hundred percent. If you're listening to this episode, you're already taking steps to ensure the health of you and your baby. And part of taking care of yourself might be taking a prenatal vitamin. Unfortunately, most prenatal vitamins do not contain sufficient amounts of DHA, an omega-3 fatty acid that is essential during pregnancy and the postpartum period for your baby's brain and nervous system development, and to support a healthy pregnancy, mood, and immunity for mom. Given that pregnant women are advised to limit their consumption of fish, taking a high quality omega fish oil supplement like Nordic Naturals prenatal DHA is often the best way to ensure your baby is getting beneficial omega-3s for growth and development. And we didn't forget about our vegan mamas. We offer a vegan prenatal DHA made from sustainable microalgae. Head to nordic.com and use the code naturallywell15 for 15% off one of our prenatal DHAs. Going back quickly to the exercise feature of the app, what's Lindsay's style or approach? I see, it seems like a lot of Pilates space, but I love, like I noticed on your Instagram the other day, she had a C-section specific um, exercise for people. Like, I love that it's so specific, but what is like, what are the workouts like? So the workouts are Pilates based. So we have, it's basically all Pilates based. We mix in some dance cardio and bar. So everything is in that realm. Like you're not going to be getting like high intensity hit. (laughs) There's none of that. It's small movements, small amount of weights with repetitions. But what I love is mixing in that, like, again, the dance cardio that gets your heart rate up. So you get a little sweat and then it's like small movements. So a lot focused on pelvic floor, a lot focused on getting your abs to like go back together and strengthen them. And I always say like, you can't not work out for nine months and then start right, you know, after that sixth week and think that everything's going to like go right back together. I think it's really important to maintain your workout practice. And I'm not saying do something you're not comfortable with, but you know, just keeping your strength up, it helps so much with labor. And then when you go for postpartum and you start working out again, you're, you're not like so out of shape and, and have to start from zero. Um, so I think, and also you'll know what feels good for you. And you know, yeah. like you're not going to start running while you're pregnant if you never ran before, but if you've been a runner forever and that's what makes you feel good, any doctor will tell you, like you can continue running, but maybe like you did dance cardio for your whole life and maybe jumping doesn't feel so good for you while you're pregnant and you don't want to do it. You have to really listen to your body in that way. But what's cool about these workouts is Lindsay knows what's safe and what's not safe. So you don't have to question um, and you can just know that you're working, you're going to stay strong and you're doing it in a safe way, but we have anywhere from like 10 to 30 minutes. So you can mix them together. If you want nice. to be stronger, you can do it for 10 minutes while you have a break. Um, it's always just good to know you can get something in quickly and there's like, it's doable, right? Yeah. No, none of my workouts, Molly have been over 30 minutes since probably before I was pregnant. Right, but that's um, you need to feel good and keep making notes. And you don't, honestly, it's like talking to all these experts who have been trainers and I, you know, you don't need more than 30 minutes. If you're effective, you don't need more than 30 mm-hmm. minutes. And I'm so glad we're talking about more about pelvic floor. And I love that it's becoming part of the conversation. I feel like with so many more people these days, because I even really find with my core, 
you know, doing belly breathing and working my pelvic floor, pretty much my whole pregnancy, but really that third trimester mm-hmm. did keep my core. I mean, it was definitely weak right after I had my son, but it, it came back together. I would say fairly quick, but also then that postpartum phase really focusing still on belly breathing. And I think that's a big misconception that when you're working your pelvic floor, you are working your transverse abdominals, which are those deep, you know, it's like your deep ab muscles, which yeah. is what we actually want to be working. It's okay. not the superficial ones when you're doing a crunch or something like that. And that's what gives you that flat stomach. And that's so, why I love bodies. Cause that's what yeah, exactly not focus on like doing a thousand crunches to get yep. And when you're just doing that belly breathing, like I remember I would do it actually while I was breastfeeding because it was a time that I could always remember. And I was just sitting there. So I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do my belly breathing right now. Um, or in the shower and don't just think like, oh, I'm just breathing. It's like, no, you're actually working. It's a core workout. You're working your core. And I just, I just think it's still so like underrated for people. I think people are saying, oh, I need to work on my pelvic floor, but they only work it here and there, but like, know that it is a core workout. Yeah. And it's deep, right? Like I think, I think everyone should invest in taking at least like one to two Pilates classes because it teaches you about your muscles and your strength and inner core in a way that even I didn't know until, because the reason I fell in love with Pilates was while I was pregnant. And after I had Maxi, I felt like it made, that's what made the difference for me. Like I felt like I got my strength back and my body felt better than it. Like I have done everything. I was the soul cycles, the berries, like I've done everything, but that's what actually made me look and feel my strongest. And it has like the the least amount of impact and stress on your body versus like a high intensity or hit workout or running, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, and it builds up that strength and you can see it, it clearly builds muscle. So I want to switch gears here a little bit and just ask you some general mom questions, but what have you found Molly? I mean, and now you have I mean, you have two kids under the age of four. (laughs) What have you found has been the toughest part of motherhood? And have you found any tools or strategies to help with it? The toughest part for me has been always feeling like I could be doing, like I should be spending more time with the baby. No, I I could take my older one here. I could be spending more one on time with them. I could be working more. I think if it's like just getting into a mode of like there balance is no, like there is no balance. Yeah. Right? Like I think there's always, you, I always feel like I could be doing more, spending more time or, or which is, I come to realize gets you nowhere. Like the guilt is such a waste of energy and time. And I don't think it ever goes away, but I've managed to minimize it. And I think something that really helped me was like, it's, it's kind of with kids, it's quality over quantity. So it's like, I might not have hours all day to spend. But if I have 20 minutes, I'm going to put my phone away and really engage. And then I feel like they, you get to connect, you feel better. And same thing goes with on the other end with work, right? Like I spent with COVID, I got into this bad habit of like trying to work while they were around and that's confusing for them. It's hard for you. So if I'm going to be working, I'm not around them. I'm hiding in a room or I'm out of the house and I'm really focusing. So I think it's like, wherever you are, you have to be present and focus on that task. And not trying, because as women, we all are like pretty amazing taskers. But honestly, I think it kind of hinders us in some ways because then you constantly feel stretched in a million directions. So um, I think that was probably the hardest 
the guilt was the hardest part for me. It's like just always feeling spread thin, mm-hmm. like I could be doing more, whether it was with socially with my husband, with my kids, with work. Like there's a, especially living in New York City, there's always something to do, right? So it's kind of like schedule. I'm a big scheduler. <laughs> like I, I believe yeah. really blocking out time. Like I put in my calendar this hour, at least three hours I'm working and I even will block out an hour, like spend in the park with the baby. Cause even with the second, like it's hard to really get that one-on-one special time with the second child I found maybe not for everyone, but that's been hard too. So I think just like scheduling out time. So you're focused and present with whatever you're doing. Yeah. And like being okay with that decision, like, okay, I'm going to work for those three hours and I'm going to be okay with it. I'm not going to think about or that I'm missing ballet class or whatever. Like I need to get this done. And then when I'm back, I can be more present with them. I won't feel bad that I didn't get my emails done. So I think, I don't know. I wish the mom guilt would go away, but I don't know if it ever will. Yeah. But no, someone had just said to me, so we're waiting to get Connor into daycare because it's so competitive here. It's nuts mine. Um, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, oh, like, is he going to be so sad when he's, you know, finally at daycare? And everyone's like, no, your child loves attention. He's going to be so happy. So and I'm happy. like, yeah, I guess you're right. And so I think about like, or even if like, if, if Maxie's at ballet, right, she's probably having the best time, yes. you know, not you're getting a gift by allowing them to mm-hmm. feel loved by like, but once something one person told me, which I loved was like, you're giving your child a gift by allowing them to feel loved by a lot of different people. Right. And knowing that they're safe and loved. So at daycare, he's going to learn, like, I'm safe, secure and loved in this environment, not just by my mom. Like, I, I'm also loved by my mom, but it's not the only way I can feel safe and loved. So, oh, I, think, I love that, Molly. That just yeah, made me feel so much adding, better. Right. Not, you yeah. know, taking anything away from them. Um, okay. Next question. I love asking people this one. What do you wish you had known for those first couple weeks or months? of motherhood that you didn't expect. And obviously probably more so with Maxie. Oh my God. <laughs> I did not know what I was in for with breastfeeding. For me, breastfeeding me too. was freaking hard and I did not like it. And I'm very open about that because nobody told me that it was like a possibility that you might not like it or feel that it was very hard. I think just no one talks about it. Like yeah. I just never, I think there were moments where I felt like, oh, this is nice to bond. But honestly, even with Levi, especially like I just didn't like it. I really never have. I probably never will. I don't know. Unfortunately, it's not my thing. And then again, another thing to feel guilty about. I think I wish I like understood how much time and effort breastfeeding took. I didn't, I didn't get that. I don't think anyone understands it <laughs> until you're doing it. But no, I mean, honestly, Molly, I was a similar way that like, I mean, Connor also never had a good latch. So every time I breastfed, it hurt. Oh. And it was just stressful. Every time it was time for him to feed, I feel like my whole body would tense up, which oh. is also really bad for breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, I was tense. My my neck mm-hmm. hurt, back hurt because I was probably so tense. Yeah. I think I just... Wish someone sat me down and said, like, you might not like it. It's it takes and it's also time. it's okay to give them formula. Right. And it's okay. okay. Totally. So many people are scared to tell me they're putting their babies on formula. And I'm like, and they what? feel like guilty about it. I know. Yeah, it's- no. And there's so I mean, honestly, there's so many great formulas out there now. And I mean, even just this year, I feel like even two more launch that are so good. Yeah. And it's like, don't feel 
guilty about not being able, I mean, there's some women that can't at all. And yeah, no, you do not have to love breastfeeding. If you don't love breastfeeding, it is okay. I know I was by heart, which I've worked with them, but they came out with the formula, like right after I was done breastfeeding, but I was like, you know, even if I have another baby, just knowing like there's something you can feel good about giving. And even if it's not that, like, it's okay to give formula, I think, and even mixing it in if you're going to breastfeed, but you mix it in. I think I was so, I didn't understand that there was like different ways to do it and mix it in. And maybe you only pump or you mix in. I I think I just didn't understand breastfeeding at all when I first had Maxi. And that was the biggest shock to me. I mean, the lack of sleep, the hormones, the crying in the shower, there was a lot of, (laughs) I didn't understand the hair falling out. That was a huge one for me. Like I knew it would fall out, but not at the extent that it did. I also just like the hormone roller coaster. I wish someone mm. also told me about that. Like I would sit there. I was, I just remember crying in the shower and then like not being able to stop and be like, I don't even know I'm crying. Like it was craziness. And I felt like that for a while. And I don't, I think it took, I don't know. I would probably say five, six months to like, feel like myself. At that least. was the same for me at the minimum five months. Yeah. I felt better. Um, but one thing I always bring up too that I did not know, and I know it doesn't happen for everyone, so I'm curious if it did for you, but when you're still in the hospital and you just had your baby and you start breastfeeding for the first time, your uterus can contract and it feels like contractions all over again. And I was not prepared for that. Nope. I mean, I had to pull, I had to pull Connor off my breast half the time because I was like, I, this is too much. I can't do this right now. Oh my God. I'm like having body chills thinking about that feeling. Yeah. I had that too. And also like, no one really tells you about like the diaper you're wearing and the, you can't. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I will say the best thing ever though, Molly was I finally got, and I wish I had them sooner, but the depends Mm-hmm. underwear. Oh my gosh. Life changer. Cause you feel so secure in them. You don't have to be putting like the pad, then the mesh underwear, then oh. like all these things. It's like, no, it's just all in one. If you need to put an ice pack in there, it easily fits in there and there's no leakage ever. And I was like, oh, these things are godsend. So now any friend I know that's having baby, I'm like, I will send you depends. I will send you depends. That's like you can get them anywhere. Yeah. I know. I think I discovered those things underwear too. Those were great. Oh yeah. I there's and freedom mom, like they make amazing products. There's so many great products, but I just yeah. wish I kind of, and what, but on the other hand, what I will say, there's a lot of things I wish I knew, but I feel like the minute I was like, even just was said I was pregnant. I was like the first one of my immediate friends to have a baby but I, I always say like, I feel like I was inducted into this like cool club of moms like, yeah. all of a sudden, on the street. Like women would see I was pregnant and be like, Oh, like, give me advice. Or do you need a, here's a number of this person or a class or a baby nurse or, you know, just like all different things that they could help. I feel like everyone was so willing to help and offer their resources or experiences and what they learned. And I, and I always try to like repay that to people that are pregnant. Yeah. Like, and that's why also this app, I feel so proud of it's because it's this like community and way to help and support women. It's a scary time. Everyone has a different journey. There's no one way or one right way. And it's like allowing people to a like start trusting their instincts and their gut, because that's what we all have and have to learn to do. But yeah, I just feel like people were really willing, women were really willing to help. And I like love that. I just love being a mom and having that community. 
Oh, totally. It's like, it's the best club ever. And people come out of the woodworks. Like people haven't talked to out me of the years. <laughs> They're giving me advice. And you know what I think it is, Molly? It's because we all know how hard it is. Yeah. We like, there's not one mom that will sit here and be like, oh, it was easy. Oh. I mean, I will say, actually, I have one friend where like labor is easy for her every time. Like she really, it does seem pretty, but she still goes through, right? Like oh, all the stuff. And so we all know it's so hard. And I love like, everyone's just so willing to help each other. It doesn't matter like what, you know, your religious beliefs are political views or, you know, all of that stuff just goes away and it's just mom to mom. It totally and is. it is really helpful. <laughs> like it's just something like you could meet someone that had like, you think you have nothing in common with, but if you're both moms, like you could chat for hours because you could share so many different stories. And the other thing I would say is like that everything is a phase. So just how you said, like, yeah, my friend always has easy labors. Like, Sure, maybe her labors are easy, and not that everything needs to be hard, but like I, my Maxie's labor was pretty easy. But you know, then you, you deal with sleep cycles and sleep. You know, they don't sleep through the night, and your friends is sleeping through the night, and then you're worried that yours isn't speaking yet, and your friend's kid is speaking, and it's just always like that anxiety. But I think everyone—I don't know—you just have to remember everything's a phase. They all sort of do things on yeah. their own time and just getting comfortable with that. And and every stage is temporary. Yeah, that's what I actually wish. Like. I told myself more in the early, early stages, because now even looking back, I'm like, I wish I actually enjoyed some of those early stages where like yeah. I had a rough recovery mm-hmm. just physically in the beginning. And I feel like it took away a lot from, I mean, I was still enjoying those moments, but not as much because I was like, is this, when's this part going to end? Is this ever yeah. going to end? And just knowing like it does. And now I feel like it's ending too quickly. Like all of a sudden, like he's in a new phase right away. And I'm like, wait, I wasn't over like the last one. I want you to go back to like, right now he's like on the verge of walking and I'm like, no, sit down. You're like, no, no, no. I know. (laughs) With the second, it's like, what's what's hard for me with the second is like with the first year, every little move, you're like on top of them and you see it. And I just feel like with the second, it's hard to be as like engage with them and focus and spend that time. And yeah, mine is about to walk. And he's like, it's funny, like having a girl and a boy, he's just like a maniac. He's oh, like walking and running and jumping. Like he's a, just doing everything quicker physically. And I don't know. I just feel like I've like missed some of those things with him and wishing I got more one-on-one time, which, you know, again, that's that feeling of mom guilt. Like you always could be doing more, but just remember like, okay, if I can spend 20 minutes with just him, and, you know, put him to bed yeah. or whatever it is, like, that's good enough. <laughs> I mean, it's probably every single mom, Molly, would say that their first gets the most attention. Oh. I mean, I know when we have a second, there's nowhere near they will get you the same amount of attention. I mean, he's been home with us his whole life right now. And it's like, that will not be happening. So, yeah. but it's also knowing like they're going to get attention from a sibling, which is a whole different kind of attention that the first one didn't get, you know? Well, and watching that has been probably my favorite thing. It's like, Maxie, my older one is obsessed with Levi. Like she also to be with him and like play with him. And it's really sweet, you know? So you, you so tell them where you're giving them that, even though if you can't be as engaged yourself, but yeah, they have each other. I love it. I'm curious, Molly, with like, you know, we talked about nutrition and fitness, but what would you say are other aspects of health that you think women who are pregnant or postpartum should also really be focusing on? And if there's any tools um, that you found have worked? So, and what we plan to add in the next, you know, year, because I think I was saying, I think this is probably the most important is this whole aspect of stillness, right? So mindfulness and breathing and meditation and 
if I'm not someone that was ever great at meditating, but I say that because it's like, okay, maybe I can't sit there for 30 minutes, but even doing five minutes, you have like, I think when you're pregnant and then when you have that baby, there's some, there's this whole identity change and there's this lack of you, you feel like this self that you once knew is sort of lost. And while it's lost, you're gaining some, a new identity and something that is even better and bigger and more amazing. But figuring that out in the transition is a lot to process. So I think finding like these grounding 10 minutes to whether it's tapping or mindfulness or a breathing exercise to sort of just like focus on yourself and and maybe you're processing some thoughts and you're just calming your nervous system. I think that's major and and beyond important. Um, And maybe it's a moving meditation. Maybe it's a stretch or a, a yoga or a walk, but I think finding this time to like connect with yourself because especially in that beginning phase, like everything's not about you anymore. Right. So I think it's really important to find five, 10 minutes to just focus on that and like turn inward. Totally. We, you know, we just had, um, Kaylee, Alyssa on, and she was talking about how because I was like, how do you get meditation? And like, how did you get meditation in the beginning? Um, you know, when Sunny was first born and she's like, while I was breastfeeding, I took that as my time to meditate. Clearly, like we've talked about Molly, maybe not all of us, that's the best time to, when we're yeah. like, or maybe it is the best time to, when we're right <laughs> a little stressed out during it. But she said that was her time because again, like, you know, we talk a lot about like habit stacking and pairing a new habit with an old habit or something that you're just doing every day. So you can remember to do it, whether it's like your belly breathing during breastfeeding or meditating while you're breastfeeding. But then too, I think, and I don't know if you struggle with this, but sometimes, which is funny because like, you're not just sitting there and doing nothing. You are supplying nutrition and energy to your baby. But when you're breastfeeding, like, you know, every two to three hours, it can feel like, oh my gosh, I just sit here and do this all day. And I did find once I started also belly breathing with it. I felt more accomplished. Right. Like, okay, I also got something else done, right? Yeah. It's like you said, we're all multitaskers. So maybe pairing your meditations or breathing um, while breastfeeding or feeding your baby it doesn't have to be while breastfeeding, but just feeding them because you're totally. still feeding them every two to three hours matter. in the yeah. beginning. Um, I find that even mentally like that can help that you just feel a little bit more accomplished or like you're getting something else done. Absolutely. So I think that's a great point. It's like, yeah, that whole stillness, there's a lot of stillness and that, that a lot of us aren't used to in that first few months, a lot of sitting, a lot of being, a, and also you have this baby, but you feel alone a lot of the time. So I think it's like, yeah. And whereas in trying to, rather than having anxious thoughts spiral is putting your energy towards something productive, I think is really important. Totally. And also besides that, like acupuncture and yoga and, and all these things just complement, right? Like they're just making you maybe you don't have time for like a yoga class, but just doing like a 10 minute flow for yourself right before bed to like wind down and get rid of some anxious energy. I think all of that pairs with the workouts and the nutrition. Totally. I even found like once Connor was able to like, you know, lay on the little play mat and lay there for a bit, I would turn on just on YouTube, like a 10 minute stretching video. And this is when you could do like a quick app class. I would turn just a stretching video. Um, you know, this was before I was cleared to exercise, but also after, and it just felt good. Like I would do it in the morning just to start the day. And 
it again felt like, okay, I'm playing with him and he's engaged, but he's also like engaged in, you know, his black and white photos and all the other things he should be playing with. And I don't need to be on top of him all the time, but I'm getting in a little stretch and something that's nourishing for me. And it's just, it's making sure you're doing those things. Um, like yourself, right? Like if you are someone mm -hmm. that likes these things, it just kind of, you're still a person. You're You're still still a person. person. And you still have like your needs and your, you know, things that make you feel fulfilled. So yeah, I think that's a great point. You know what? Speaking of that, Molly, do you have any, just in general, any daily health and wellness non-negotiables? I like, I know that I, and I don't work out every day, but I move every day. Right. So I like need, whether it's a walk and now it's funny. I used to like try to like push the show. Now I realize I really need that alone time. Like that needs to be my time. Yes. There's times I walk and I push the stroller while Levi sleeping. And I love that. But I think it's like that 30 minutes to like move my body and be by myself (laughs) is really important. Like I, I need that. Um, I try my hardest to meditate every day. That's something I I'm focusing on adding like even just five minutes. And that's for me more about bedtime. I think I also have a hard time like transitioning from day to night. So that whole wind down ritual, something I'm focusing on right now of like putting my phone away or putting on a medit- like a guided meditation that I can listen to, to just transition from like my to-do list to winding down and going to sleep and going to bed earlier is something I, I think, you know, I always say like sleep and hydration are my number equal number ones. <laughs> like I need them both. I'm a monster when I don't sleep well. And just drinking enough water, making sure that I'm refilling and hydrating is those are my two, like, those are my things. I'm, I focus on them every day. And I know that that's what makes me feel my best. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's always back to those basics too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we have to wrap up and we love Molly to end every podcast with a little rapid fire Q and a. So just first thing that comes to mind, what is your favorite de-stressing practice or tool? favorite D's. Like, I think I just said some sort yeah. of 10 minutes. Like I need 10, if I move my body, I sort of get that energy out and I'm able to like focus on something positive rather than anything that causes anxiety. Moving is like my meditation. Love it. What, what about coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, I can't. I, and how do you take it Molly? I have an iced, well, when it's hot out, like it is now, I just do an iced coffee and i so I still have um, soy milk. I've been drinking soy milk for ever. I think I'm like the last one that's not on oat milk yet or almond, but it's like how it is in my coffee. I do a little soy milk with iced coffee. I love it. And then you get a little protein in there too. Totally. Um, favorite home cooked meal. I lately have been doing this whole roasted branzino that's stuffed with like rosemary and lemon and, and I do olive oil and sea salt on it. It's just easy. You put it in the oven, don't have to do much. And I've also been loving doing um, like a lentil pasta with either pesto or like a lemon and olive oil. And those are my go-tos lately. Oh, that sounds so good. And so good for summer too. Like yeah. a little light. Like I just like easy that don't require tons of ingredients or tons of cleanup, but really satisfying. Yeah. Minimal cleanup is the minimal cleanup. Is the <laughs> oh, well, Molly, thank you so much. This has been so great. Um, if you can just share with everyone where they can find you, um, where they can learn more about the app or where they can download it. 
Absolutely. And thank you for having me. I love seeing your face and chatting and connecting with you. This has been so much fun and everyone can. So for the motherhood method, our Instagram is at the motherhood method and our website is themotherhoodmethod.com where you can learn more about it and see how to sign up. Our app is available in the app store and it's the motherhood method. And my personal account is Molly's best. So that's where it's a lot of me and my kids. So if you want to do more work stuff, it's at the motherhood method. Awesome. Thanks so much, Molly. Thank you. Have a good one. Whether you're a soon-to-be mama or in the postpartum phase, which I found lasts forever, this week I want you to ask for help. Whether that's a family member, friend, or outside hire, choose one thing to ask someone for help with, like providing meals, child pickup, or maybe just tidying up the house. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question on air. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.